Well, she is the host of Blazing the Trail, heard every Wednesday evening at 7.30 on Mater Day Radio or anytime on the Hail Mary Media app and the Faith Formation Director at St. Anthony Catholic Church in Tigard. We say a very hearty good morning to our good friend Miriam Marston. Good morning, Miriam. Good morning, David. It's great to be on with you. Great to talk with you today. And, you know, I don't know if you heard our last newscast, but i got to ask you, because I know you're very musical, a singer... And we were talking about the passing of Astrid Gilberto, who was the singer in the song, The Girl from Ipanema. Do you know the song? I do know the song, yes. I don't know the words. I, like, hear the tune. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's kind of iconic. It's, uh, it is. It's been out there for, for years. But uh, it was interesting because it was one of the most recorded songs in the history of music. A lot of different people did it. So I'm, I'm expecting a recording from you now, from the girl from Ipanema. <laughs> I'll see what I can do, David. <laughs> okay, very good. Well, at Mass on Sunday, Father was talking about, of course, we just finished up Easter, and then we've had these uh, string of really special Sundays. It was Pentecost Sunday, then it was the Most Holy Trinity, and this Sunday it's a solemnity, the Most Holy Body and Blood of Christ, also known as Corpus Christi Sunday. So we were talking, too, about there's going to be a lot of processions around the area. We're talking in Springfield, up here in Portland. And so I don't know if it's kind of a new thing, but it's nice to see. Yeah. And you know, David, I'm actually not sure when the tradition of the Corpus Christi processions began. Um, I Yeah, I'll, I'll have to look into that because I'm not actually sure when sure. that started in the life of the Church. Um, I will say that I've been a part of a number of Eucharistic processions. Um, they had a, a few of them when I was in Boston, and it was very powerful to see the procession move through uh, move through Boston, and then here in Portland, I've been um, I've participated in some processions, and it it's really. Um, it really gets the attention of onlookers yeah. who who have absolutely no idea like what it looks so um, unusual. This is something that uh, I've had multiple conversations with folks who said they had never seen anything like this in their life. Um, now, what's interesting is for some, and I noticed this in Boston when I was in the processions, that there were um, folks who would come out of their apartments or homes, and they would uh, they were able to recognize you know, what was happening, um, but they had been away from the church mm. for a really long time. And there was something about seeing this is the, the body of Christ that is processing through the streets of the city. And I would just look um, at these folks who would just start crying because they knew the significance of this. And I think it uh, it can be a moment of powerful uh, re-evangelization for those who have perhaps been away from the Church for a while, and it's an invitation for them to come back. Yeah, it's very true. And again, I'll remind folks that with these processions happening both Saturday and Sunday throughout the Archdiocese of Portland, if you go to Matarday's radio website, matardayradio.com, our community calendar, we have many of these listed so you can see the times, the dates, where they'll be taking place. So if you do want to participate, there certainly is an opportunity in your community to do so. You just have to locate where you want to be at a particular point in time. I really like what you say, too, about that, Miriam, about the processions. Just it's it's a uh, evangelization tool, I guess, when people see that. Who knows who you might affect when when this procession goes by? Right, and I have heard so many stories, too, um, you know, they, nothing even needs to be said 
Right. It is the presence of Jesus that speaks volumes already. And there is just something that stirs in a person's heart, even without any explanation or any, any description of, of what's actually being done. I think it just, it just, it has the, he, the Lord has the ability to just pierce right through the human heart and say, I am here. And this is really the beauty of this feast day, right? That we get to to really focus in on this. Of course, every single day could be an opportunity, sure. especially Sundays, to, of course, contemplate um, the, the great beauty of the body of Christ. But uh, I, I think, again, the Church, in her wisdom, having a day set aside for this. You know, David, I didn't really know the origins of Corpus Christi, um, uh, the, the solemnity of it. Um, I, I looked it up, and I, I learned something new, <laughs> that yeah. it was... Uh, it's thanks to a 13th century Norbertine canonist from mm-hmm. Belgium, St. Juliana of Liège, and she had had this vision where she saw the church was a full moon, but it had a dark spot, and that spot, um, it signified that the church was missing this feast dedicated um, solely to the body and blood of Christ. Now, many years later, her bishop got word of this vision, and eventually um, that led to the universal feast of Corpus Christi. So I, I learned something new. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know great. that that was the origin of, of the feast day. Um, but again, just to be able to have this, this opportunity to uh, just reflect with a deep intentionality on this great gift of the real presence of Christ in the Eucharist. You know, um, as we approach the weekend, um, David, if I may su- just suggest two things sure. for listeners um, as we as we just prepare to, to participate in this beautiful day in the Church. One is is to do um, a, a Lexio Divina and imaginative prayer with John 6. Of course, that's the bread of life discourse in the Gospel of John, where Jesus lays out very, uh, very clearly, very explicitly that that he is is giving us his body as uh, as food as drink. He mm-hmm. says very clearly, his body is our true food. His blood is our true drink. And so I would invite um, really all of us to place ourselves in that crowd as he is speaking to the disciples and let those words really wash over us uh, over us and really kind of take in. Uh, the reality of what he is saying, and then place ourselves in that exchange between Jesus and the disciples, where many disciples left the crowd that day because they couldn't handle like the saying what Jesus was saying right. about his uh, about his body, um, and to be able to hear Jesus say to us very directly, you know, does this shock you? And will you stay or will you go? Mm. And to really pray about that and to enter into that exchange as though we were there ourselves in the crowd hearing this for the very first time. And then um, we have Simon Peter's beautiful response where he says, Master, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Um, We have come to believe and are convinced that you are the Holy One of God. So really praying with those words and and cultivating that own sense of trust in our Lord's words. Peter does not respond with, oh, yes, Lord, we have a perfect academic understanding of what you have just said to us. But he responds with an act of of faith. so I would recommend uh, looking over uh, that that text. And also, this is a little bit different, but to look up a painting called After First Communion ah. by Carl 
Elspeth Joff Smith from 1892. Uh, this is radio, so it's hard to describe it, <laughs> sure. of course. But it's it's a it's a crowd of people outside of a church after a first communion. But there's this central figure, a young girl who is standing very straight, and she's holding her candle almost like a sword. Wow! <laughs> and she's got her rosary and her book, and she looks so focused. She has a this kind of deep confidence about what just happened. She just received our Lord Jesus in communion. There's a steadiness about her, a sense of mission. I, I look at this multiple times a day in my office, and it's a recollection, really, of the wonder of the Eucharist and how the Lord fills us up with His presence, and then He sends us out on mission to bring His presence to the world mm. and to proclaim the truth of His presence uh, wherever we can. That's beautiful. Who is, who is the artist on that? Sure. His name is Carl Frithjof Smith, and beautiful. It's in 1892. Yeah. Ah, wonderful, wonderful recommendations, Miriam. She is the host of Blazing the Trail, heard every Wednesday evening, 7.30, Mater Day Radio on the Hail Mary Media app, and the Faith Formation Director at St. Anthony Catholic Church in Tigard. So, Miriam, thank you so much for your thoughts this morning. I wish you a very blessed Corpus Christi Sunday. Likewise, David. Take care and God bless you. You as well.